in us with power through your spirit in our inner beings, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that we, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of you, Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of you, God. Now to you, God, who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to your power that is in at work within us. To you, God, be the glory in this church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This morning we're going to look at follow me first. And the scripture that uh, I was assigned is in Luke chapter 9, verses 59 and 60. And he, Jesus, said to one another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father and mother. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their dead, but go and preach the kingdom of God. This man was at a personal crossroads. He was presented with an offer. He had a choice. He needed to put feet to the choice that he would make. He was given an opportunity to move into a new lifestyle that had all to do with the Savior. All he had to do was say yes, but he gave an excuse. He decided that his responsibilities lied somewhere else. He was stuck in what the culture was known for. He was comfortable in his role within the family. He chose to stay where he was. He chose to not just stay in his comfort, but to stay till his parents died. You see, his parents weren't dead yet and needed to be buried at that moment. They were still alive and kicking. What he was saying was, let me stay here in my comfort until they die. Then I will follow you, Jesus. How many of us do the same? I will follow you, God, when I'm grown, when I'm out of school, when I'm not financially strapped, when I have that job I've been waiting for, when I get married, I'll follow you, when I have all that I need. How about this one? When I lose some weight, I'll follow you, Lord. (laughs) You know what you're dealing with and what you'll put first. But what are you waiting for? What if you were to say yes the first time he calls? What would happen? What if we were to put our selfish desires aside and let our heart be fully in love with Jesus and do his good works? What if we were to believe all that God says about us in his word. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Or how about Isaiah 54.17? No weapon formed against you will succeed, and you will refute any accusations raised against you in court. This is the heritage of the Lord's servant, and their righteousness is from me. This is the Lord's declaration. I'm reminded of a few young men who really lived their lives to please God first. They lived a really long time ago, and we sometimes forget about them. They're not just a great Bible story that our kids get to hear about, or you draw pictures. They were real, and they served God first. 
I'm thinking of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. These four men took a risk when they were captured by Nebuchadnezzar. They were taken into the palace and were given the king's finest food and wine. They knew God and wanted to serve him before any other. They refused to eat these foods, not because they were bad for them, but because it would make them unclean before God. They chose to put God first. Their guard was very afraid that if these men looked terrible, he would be punished. But God gave these men favor with the guard. God honored their decision to put him first and gave them amazing outcome. They were healthy and looked even better than the others that ate the food and wine. And God enabled them to learn and understand all that they were being taught. A bit later, that same king built a huge statue, then commanded all of his subjects to bow down and worship to it when the music played. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, you might know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and if you have VeggieTales, Rack, Shack, and Benny, <laughs> they did not bow. Even when they knew what the consequences would be, they would burn in the furnace. They put God first before the king and his commands. The king was so mad, he called for the furnace to be stoked seven times hotter than normal. Then he called for his strongest men in his, in his army to tie these three men up. Can you imagine being tied by three really strong men? Those three men, those, those strong men who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire were scorched and burned because the fire was so hot. And yet, Rakshak and Benny were untouched. In fact, because they put God first, he appeared to them in the fire. If they did not put God first, what would have happened? They would not have seen God. They would not have changed history for God's glory. They took a stand, gave no excuses, and followed God's leading first. They believed he would save them. And even if it meant not living through it, God would be glorified. When we say yes to Jesus, he does the work. In Acts 2-4, we see that the early church was just beginning, and the Lord filled them with the Holy Spirit, and, began, and they began to speak in different languages, as the Spirit gave them ability for speech. These people were filled and obeyed. They didn't give excuses, nor did they postpone doing what God called them to do. They just did it. He will enable you to speak to all the nations, whether that be our family, your spouse, your kids, friends, or even actually leave the comforts of your home and go to other nations or another state or a new place. What is God asking you to do first? Is he asking you to stop and pray before you do anything? Is he asking you to talk to someone about Jesus? Is he asking you to seek help for an addiction? Is he asking you to seek counseling for your marriage or your unruly child? Is he asking you to fast for your marriage, your family, your kids? How about those in captivity or those who are captured or unsaved? Is he asking you to go on a mission trip, to leave home and serve in another nation? 
Is he asking you to step out and teach Sunday school? How about go to work and not complain? When we put others for things first, before the calling that God has on our lives, we are disobeying him. Exodus 20 verse 3 says, you shall have no other gods before me. What? Did you hear that? When we put family, friends, sports, shopping, home, chores, rules, or anything, and it could be good, before God, we are living in disobedience. God has a plan for you. He has been knocking on your door of the heart, and he is a gentleman. Just as Jesus asked the man in Luke 9 to follow me, he didn't argue or insist. He simply invited. You too have the choice in how you respond to the beckoning of follow me. When we follow his leading without complaining and without delay, he is honored. He will be given the glory, and we will have all that we need. God's word says in Matthew 6, 33, and Luke 12, 31. You know, if it's in there twice, it's, it's pretty good. It says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. And it's speaking of all your needs. When we seek to do his will and do all he has called us to do, he will provide all that we need. I think of George Mueller. He was a man of great faith in the mid-1800s. He started one orphanage, which soon grew into a total of five. He believed God to take care of all his needs, just like in Matthew and Luke. He went to God first. Mueller never incurred a debt, and God supernaturally provided for everyone. I read that he took great he took great pain in recording every donation that was given to him and the ministry that he was involved in. And in 18, his, his ministry started in like 1868 and he died in 1899. And over those years, he actually managed over $12 million worth of donations. This is the 1800s, ladies. Can you imagine? And he never once asked for money. He went to God first. But this is a story that maybe some of you have heard, and it just it makes me think twice about following the Lord. It says, One morning, the plates and bowls and cups on the table were empty. There was no food in the larder and no money to buy food. The children at the orphanage were standing waiting for their morning meal when Mueller said, Children, you know we must be in time for school. Lifting his hand, he said, Dear Father, we thank thee for what thou art going to give us to eat. There was a knock at the door. The baker stood there and said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have bread for breakfast. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked some fresh bread for you and have brought it. Mueller thanked the man. And no sooner had this transpired when there was a second knock at the door. It was the milkman. He announced that his milk cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage. Coincidence? I think not. And he would like to give the children his cans of fresh milk so he could repair his wagon. Back in Luke 9, Jesus then told this man that the dead will bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. 
Just as the early church was filled with the Spirit and spoke to all nations, you, we can be filled with his Spirit and speak to all nations. Your nation might be right here, and it might extend. It could go to the ends of the earth. When we give up our ways and our desires, then we see what God has for us. It is better than our ways. We see the here and now. He sees the forever and ever. Let's pray. Lord, we continually ask you to fill us with the knowledge of your will through all the wisdom and understanding that your spirit gives so that we may live a life worthy of you, Lord, and please you in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of you, God, being strengthened with all power according to your glorious might, so that we might have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to you, Father, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of your holy people in the kingdom of light. For you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son you love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Lord, help us to follow you first. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen. Now we have a few minutes before um, we're going to come back in here. So.